Welcome to the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. If you've ever felt like memorizing God's Word is an uphill battle, stay tuned. This podcast will help you make Bible memory a consistent and enjoyable part of your daily life. After all, knowing Scripture is the first step towards a fruitful, God-honoring life. So whether you're a new memorizer who needs some practical Bible memory tips, or a veteran memorizer who just needs some encouragement for their journey, stay tuned for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Dakota Lynch and Randy Williamson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. I'm your host, Dakota Lynch. And I'm Randy Williamson. In our last episode... We had our special guest, Josh Summers, with us, and we looked at a memorization technique called the memory grid. Today, Josh will be joining us again, and we're going to discuss another aspect of memorizing God's Word. We're going to be talking specifically about learning verse references or the addresses as you memorize. So, Randy, this is one of those sticky wickets of memorizing Scripture because I think so many memorizers, and I'll include myself in that number, we find it difficult to remember exactly where a Bible verse is found. We're like the author of Hebrews who said it's written in a certain place. But today, we're going to explore some practical ways that memorizers can remember not only the words of the verse— but the reference as well. And as you mentioned, we're happy today to welcome back to the studio our special guest, Josh Summers from the Bible Memory Goal. Josh, thanks for joining us. And why don't you remind our listeners briefly about your ministry and and what you do? Yeah, I run a YouTube channel called Bible Memory Goal. You can just find it on YouTube and also a website, really just chronicling my desire and my process of memorizing just extended portions of Scripture, usually entire books of the Bible. So a couple episodes ago, you shared with us how that God used a a prison experience in China to prompt you to memorize all of the New Testament, and you originally set out to do that by age 40, and you're readjusting your goal slightly now, but you're still on this journey. And I think it's amazing how God providentially used that difficult experience, being in a prison cell in China, to bring about this, this awesome commitment Uh, And that's also a reminder for us of one of the key reasons that we should be memorizing Scripture, and that is that we need to hide the Word of God in our hearts in preparation for spiritual warfare. Now, hopefully and, and probably most of us will never go to prison in China, but all of us as believers face spiritual warfare, which is why Paul in Ephesians 6.13 says, "'Therefore take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day.'" and having done all, to stand firm. In other words, we need to be ready to wield the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, at any time. And Randy, this leads us right into our passage of the day, which shows us how we can resist the enemy by using memorized Scripture. That's right, Dakota. Our passage of the day is from the Gospel of Matthew, Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. We know it popularly as the temptation of Christ. And in this passage, we see the second Adam, the Lord Jesus, is victorious whereas the first Adam failed. In the Garden of Eden, the first Adam, he listened to the voice of temptation. He questioned God's word instead of obeying it, and he succumbed to sin. Now, in the wilderness, we see the second Adam, the Son of Man, the Lord Jesus Christ, overcoming the enemy. And he does so by answering each temptation with Scripture. And we see in this text, it was memorized Scripture that prepared the Lord for the day of battle. He didn't reach for his Bible, but he looked to his heart where he had hidden the inspired word. 
Matthew chapter 4, verses 1 to 11 says this, Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And after fasting forty days and forty nights, he was hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become loaves of bread. But he that being Jesus answered, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up, lest you strike your foot against a stone. Jesus said to him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, All these I will give you, if you will fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, Be gone, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and were ministering to him. I love this passage of Scripture because it demonstrates for us just how potent the Word of God is when we bring it into these seasons of spiritual temptation, when we need the sword of the Spirit. What do we do? We say, it is written, and we see Jesus three times in this passage use that phrase, it is written, and he follows that up with a, a relevant passage that disarms the enemy. But you know what I notice? Jesus isn't the only one who quotes the Scripture here, and we see that in verse 6 where Satan himself says, it is written, he will command his angels concerning you. And I think that really teaches us something so valuable, and that is that we not only need to know the Scripture and be able to recite it, but we need to be able to know what it means. And, and I think that really speaks to the value of what we've been talking about with, with you, Josh, and that is memorizing extended passages of Scripture. Because when you memorize a whole chapter, even a whole book, it's so much harder to take it out of context and then misapply it to our lives. Josh, I've had the opportunity to watch a lot of your videos and peruse your website, and I just want you to know, again, I have found your resources so helpful to me, and I know our listeners will as well. One of the things that I, I thought is so unique that I, I want our listeners to hear is your method for memorizing Scripture references, or, or I call them the addresses. Yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about that? But let me preface it with this. Before that, should we learn the references? Yeah, <laughs> that's a very good question. So um, I think this comes from maybe two different perspectives, right? If you're learning extended portions of Scripture, so in other words, you're, you're memorizing entire chapters or entire books, um, I really think it matters what your end goal is, uh, because I know plenty of people that do not memorize the verse numbers as they're going through and, ex and memorizing extended portions of scripture. And I respect that because their goal isn't necessarily to have the specific verse numbers associated with it. They just want to, like you said, you know, Dakota, they don't, they don't want to just have one verse. They want to have the context and they want to be able to have everything in their mind. Personally, for me, I value being able to find the exact chapter and verse. And so for me, I want to be able to dive in and, and I associate whatever I'm memorizing with those numbers. Now, on the flip side, if all you're doing is just memorizing individual verses, then I think the the chapter and verse takes on a whole new level of importance because absolutely, yes, you, you want to know where you're finding this, I would think, um, at the very least the chapter, um, but I think the verse number is also important as well. 
Do you find learning the references comes natural to you, or did you struggle with this? What led you to develop this system we're going to talk about? Um, it didn't necessarily come naturally. Uh, there are so many times where I'm like, yeah, that's in James chapter three, probably somewhere towards the end, you know, like, like, and, and I think for me, if I can do that, I'm still happy. You know, if I can open up and say, Hey, it's, it's somewhere at the back here, then I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not going to beat myself up over having forgotten the exact number. And I hope that nobody else, you know, does that as well, because I think we can all agree here. And hopefully everybody who's listening knows that the verse numbers and chapter numbers are not God inspired numbers. They were added, you know, much later after the, after the Bible was canonized. So, um, you know, this is just something that helps us organize our memory. It's something that helps us find things a whole lot easier. And that is something that I want to be able to do. And so I've made making, you know, memorizing those numbers important for myself. Now, Josh, I know as you memorize the verses with the numbers, you follow a system that you've described to us as the modified major system. Could you just walk our listeners through what that means and what that looks like step by step? Absolutely. So um, outside of just Bible memory, so within memory circles in general, you know, there's there's um, world memory championships and there are people that memorize decks of cards and and memorize all sorts of crazy things. I think you'd mentioned the the number pi a while, you know, in a, in a previous episode. And a lot of what they're doing is they're translating numbers into pictures. And you can do that in multiple ways. You could go by the shape of the number. So for example, the number two, you know, a lot of people would associate that with like a swan. If you can see a swan swimming and its neck kind of curves around and then comes across, that would be the number two. Uh, for the number three, it kind of looks like a heart if you were to, you know, put it upside down or something like that. The problem is, is that breaks down after a little while. You can't make a picture, or at least I have a hard time making a picture for every single number. So what I tend to do is fall back on something that is well-known in the memory circles as the major system. And the major system is really cool because you can take any number and practically create a, a word or an image with that. And the way that they do that, and uh, it, it's hopefully you can hear and understand as I'm describing it, is that every number is assigned a certain sound. So the, the digit zero is like an S or a Z. Uh, the digit one kind of looks like the T or the D. Um, and then, you know, two is the N, three is an M. Um, I could go through all those if you wanted to, but I could also, you know, provide you with a resource that you could download later. The point is, if I was to want to memorize and, and, and vowels don't count, right? So if I was wanting to memorize the, the, the number 11, I could turn that into a D and a D. And then just put a vowel in the middle of that. And that's, you know, dad. So anytime that I want to associate the number 11 with something, I can picture my dad. Uh, same with, let's say, um, the one and the two, you know, you could do the T and an N and make it like a tan. So now you've got like a super tan person, or you could do the D and the N, which is a, a den. Let's say you have like a very special den in your house that you can help remember that. But it's really being able to take and associate those numbers with specific letters that create words that you can remember. So I call it the modified major because I also supplement that with what I call associations. If you've got a number that you associate with something, 
generally that number will have that, that association will be a lot stronger than anything else that you come up with. So let me give you a couple examples. My wife's birthday is on April 19th. So for me, and this won't work for pretty much anybody else, but for me, number 19 always is my wife. It's always my wife. So when I'm creating these mental pictures that I'll explain in a minute, whenever I see my wife in that mental picture, I know that the number 19 has something to do with it. Or let's say the number 23, I always remember Michael Jordan or LeBron James, right? So it's that basketball jersey, that number 23, I associate with that particular person. So depending on my, the strength of that association, I'll either use a number with that association or I'll use a number from the major system. And then I will associate that particular picture with whatever verse I'm trying to memorize. So if someone is memorizing, let's say, John chapter 1, and verse 2 says, the same was in the beginning with God, and they now are trying to remember, that's verse 2. You said the 2 is the swan. So maybe as they picture the beginning, there's a swan there. Is that kind of what you're talking about? You somehow insert that object into what's happening in the verse, and you associate all of that as one big thing together? Exactly. And the more that you can associate it, the better. Right. So I was trying to come up with a good example. And uh, one of my favorites is in Philippians, right? So Philippians chapter two, uh, verse nine, right? It says that therefore God exalted him to the highest place, gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and earth and under the earth. Right. So that's verses nine and 10. When for me, whenever I think of, and I've got a, I'll explain maybe memory palaces at another time, but when I've got a certain place where I'm thinking about, you know, therefore God exalted him to the highest place. The number nine, I actually use for association and it's cats, right? Cats have how many lives? Nine lives. And so I, I always think of nine as cats. So for me, when I'm thinking about this particular verse, there's a cat that is actually literally like floating in the air, only like being exalted in an odd way, you know, just in, and just the weirdest thing. Does that make sense? It does. And, and sometimes I've thought about cell phone towers. Have you seen how they are always anchored down from a dozen different points? And you think, how unlikely is it that this will fall over when it has so many anchors? And, you know, sometimes I think that we, we hear methods like this when we say, well, is it really worth the extra effort to have one more association? But for every association, that makes it less likely that you're going to forget the verse number, like those anchors on a cell phone tower. So that seems like a lot of effort. But Josh, would you say that in your experience, the extra effort that you've just described getting those verse numbers has been worth it uh, in your memorization? It has been, but I also don't expect that everybody will, will follow along with me. I, I like to um, liken it to, you know, maybe making a path through a forest. You can walk through a forest a hundred times and eventually a path will kind of be created by the number of times that you stamp your feet through there and push your way through the brush. But for me, I, I'm actually, what I feel like I'm doing is I'm making the effort to cut down the branches as I walk through. Can it be done both ways? Absolutely. I like being able to prepare a little bit more. And I feel like because of that, uh, I, the memory is, is just a little more organized. And for me, uh, I'm able to go back and jump into specific verses that I want to. So Josh, I'm one of these people that's never tried it before until I, I've, I watched your video. So I, I've, I've tried to implement it a little bit. Kind of what I do is I, I take the grid mm -hmm. and draw a little picture or my prompt for my association and try to do it like that. But 
What would you tell someone like me who's never tried this before? How would you get them started in a way that, that doesn't overwhelm them or scare them? Because I would imagine some people are thinking it's hard enough just to memorize the text. When I start adding these associations, I'm adding a layer to it. I think one of the hardest things to start is this feeling that I'm not creative enough. I can't come up with this stuff. What do you, you want me to figure out a, a, you know, a picture that goes with, you know, 28, you know, what, what am I supposed to do with that? So I think one of the most helpful things for me has been actually just having a, a set, you know, like I've gone through and I've decided, okay, for numbers one through, and I think I created through 27 here, but I've done more before, you know, elsewhere. These are the pictures that I want to associate with those numbers. And it, you know, it, it took me maybe 10 or 15 minutes, but if I were you, I would start by just writing out one through 20 or something, whatever the, the passage that you're trying to memorize. Let's say even it's a, a shorter Psalm. So you're only doing one through 10. That makes it a whole lot easier. Just start by writing out a picture that represents every number that really resonates with you personally. Uh, you know, for me, the number 10 is a bowling pin, you know, because there's 10 bowling pins and I always remember that. Um, and then it makes it a little bit easier to, as you're memorizing a particular passage, you, you don't have to try to now be creative about thinking what number, what picture am I pulling with the number? The only create creativity you have to come up with is how does that picture fit in with maybe the meaning of this verse or how can I make, and remember the more absurd, the way that our brains work, the more absurd, the better. And, and I know that that sometimes feels weird, especially when we're talking about Bible memory. Why am I talking about a cat being exalted? No, wait a second. Jesus is exalted, not a cat. It's like, yes, yes, I get that. And I'm not trying to be sacrilege here. All I'm doing is I'm trying to create a, a picture that gives me a strong association so that I can remember and organize that in my brain in a way that I can come back to it wherever I want to. Very good. So let me ask this now. Do you create a a permanent system on the front end that pretty much I'm going to use this association for that number, or do you tend to make it passage specific? Like I'm going to do this association with this verse, this passage. No, I tend, and I've found now granted, you know, I'm maybe this will change as I go along, but right now I use the same number association with the same verse. So, you know, when I memorize let's say Philippians chapter two, verses 19, and I memorize Galatians chapter five, verses 19, my wife is always in that picture. And that helps me because, you know, I, I now know anytime that I see, you know, you know how you're talking about in the grid an episode ago or two episodes ago where, you know, when you feel that, that blue in the, in the grid for me, whenever I hear a, a verse being spoken and my wife comes to mind, I know immediately that's verse 19. I know exactly where they're at. And it feels weird, but our brains are really wired well to do that. And I think it's great because I've been able to, you know, make these different associations that to, to everybody else, it makes no sense whatsoever. But to me, it helps me remember where exactly that is in the chapter. So we could tell that that person that's kind of hesitant or potentially overwhelmed, hey, if you do that work on the front end, you can use it for an extended period of time. Oh, absolutely. And the work, especially for something like this, is really not as hard as you as, as it sounds, right? Like I said, like just create a, a, you know, just on a lined piece of paper, write down verses one, you know, or numbers one through 10 or 20, and then just come up with 
10 or 20 words. Usually I think pictures are better, right? So instead of love, I would use heart because I can picture a heart a lot better than I can picture the concept love. So the more that I can associate these numbers with an actual picture that I can, that I can, you know, picture in my brain, uh, the easier it's going to be to then associate that with the verses. It occurs to me that so many of us have had experience failing at memorizing numbers because how many of us even know our spouse's phone number? We're just accustomed to looking it up because numbers are notoriously hard to memorize. And yet, if we can associate something with that number, I think that makes all the difference. Now, Josh, if somebody wants to begin utilizing this method, as you said, they could come up with their own associations. But do you have somewhere on your website where they could kind of get a head start? I think you have a, a download on your website that they could uh, that they could get. Is that true? Yeah, absolutely. So if you go to BibleMemoryGoal.com slash resources, um, I've got a number of different resources, including resources from uh, Scripture Memory Fellowship. But if you scroll down to the bottom, you'll see that I have uh, a numbers PDF that you can download that basically gives you my starting point that obviously you can change as much as you want. But if you want an idea of what numbers would look like for the major system or what they would look like for the association, here's some ideas that you can use. And for me, one thing that's helped me in memorizing specific verse numbers is just being sure to give them attention, because sometimes the reason that the reference eludes me is that I've hardly said it out loud at all, so that when you're reciting a verse of Scripture, I find it helpful to, at least during those first few days of memorization, say the verse number along with it, and then as you recite the whole chapter, you may not verbally announce that this is verse 2, this is then verse 3, but you can just kind of picture those breaks in your mind, especially if they were a point of emphasis in the beginning. Well, Josh, thank you for joining us for this episode. Our time has uh, run away too quickly, as usual. Be sure and join us next week as we'll have Josh with us uh, once again as we explore how to memorize using a memory palace. In the meantime, we hope that you'll be blessed as you take time to memorize Scripture. Be sure to subscribe, and don't miss the next episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast, a ministry of Scripture Memory Fellowship. At SMF, our mission is to help you know, live, and love God's Word. If you're ready to take the next step in your Scripture Memory journey, Visit us online at scripturememory.com or download Verse Locker, our free Bible memory app. As always, be blessed today as you take time to enjoy God's Word. And be sure to join us next time for another episode of the Scripture Memory Podcast.